Kara Kaiser, like Lily, was one of six nurses on the team who had worked side by side in the fetid, draining heat for the past six months. Because Lily had drawn the short straw and gotten herself delegated to represent the team at this damn gathering tonight, Kara had taken Lily's run in the chopper today. Muffled laughter bled outside to the terrace. Lily touched trembling fingertips to her lips, wishing she were anywhere but here. Each month, the pompous general bestowed platitudes and long-winded speeches and personally decorated heroes for the benefit to the invited press. Each month, one of the DWB team members dutifully attended, at Poveda's request. Playing his nasty game lessened the chances of their visas being arbitrarily revoked, which would force the team to leave before their work with the mudslide victims of Nicaragua was done. Before their work was done. Kara's work was done. Kara's life was over. Tears trickled down Lily's face. Why had this happened? Why was there so much suffering? Not just here, but all over the world. And why, at twenty-eight, did Lily feel like an old and used-up soul? She should have been dead, not Kara, who was barely twenty-two and wide-eyed, her spirit not yet sullied by the grim reality of life. Guilt, crushing and relentless, weighed like lead. Grief, absolute and consuming, suffocated her. And heaped over it all was the resounding awareness of her own mortality. Like Kara's, Lily's life could be over in a heartbeat. And what would Lily have to show for it? A bad, childless marriage that had ended over a year ago after lasting five years too long? A career where she saw more pain and suffering than the bandages she regularly applied could heal? An existence void of anything but work? God, she was tired. She braced the flat of her palms on the terrace rail. Regret for a life that had begun with so much promise, but had digressed to one tragic scene of poverty, disease, and despair after another, drained her of what spirit she had left. She felt empty. Empty and wholly achingly alone. Senorita, Startled, she looked over her shoulder. A young soldier approached her, his smile tentative as if he were afraid she might run. She thought about it, about running, not necessarily from him, but from her life, the weight of it, the pain of it, the recurrent cycle of sameness. But then she looked into his eyes, and it struck her. Here was something different. Here was someone different. It is a beautiful night, yes? He asked in a wonderfully accented English that, combined with his equally beautiful presence, both intrigued and anchored her where she stood. Yes, she agreed. Beautiful. Before barely an hour passed, and against everything Lily stood for, she agreed to much, much more. Her name was Lily, Lily Campora, stunning, beautiful, American. And before the night was over, Manny was determined to make her smile for him, perhaps even more than smile. 
All evening, as he'd endured General Poveda's celebration dinner, Manny had been waiting for his chance to be alone with her. When he saw her slip quietly outside of Poveda's grandiose and palatial house, Manny waited a few minutes, then followed her out to the secluded terrace. As she had when he'd first set eyes on her, she took his breath away. Senorita, he approached her tentatively, afraid she might be startled when he walked up behind her. It is a beautiful night, yes? Her head came up. She sniffed delicately and wiped the back of her hand over her cheek before glancing over her shoulder at him. Beautiful, she agreed and looked away. Then she walked away, not far, only a few steps down the terrace railing where pink and white bougainvillea twined and clung. Still, it was far enough to let Manny know she did not welcome company.